Hello everyone and welcome to Ramblings from Nowhere. As always, I'm your host, Jason Hull, and joining me again this week is my co-host, Mr. Clay Dotson. Clay, what's happening? Man, you know what's good. What's good? Bananas. They're delicious. You know what's bad? What's that? People that like text messages. I hate that. I wish I, I or the I, their Apple had never added that to their cell phones. I just had a coworker just uh, text me, hey man, uh, you know, thanks for coming through at work today, blah, blah, blah. And I told him, he's like, yeah, man, whatever. Said all these responses. We're going to have a really good year. And he liked every one of my text messages like it was a Facebook post. <laughs> Shoot me. I don't care. I, I don't need to know that you like my shit. I don't care. I will now start liking all your uh, text no. messages. No. God, it's annoying. Oh, my you, God. You've asked for it now. Oh, great. Brandon will be the first one to like one. I just have a feel. No, he can't because he's Android. He can't because so, yeah. he's got Android. Yeah. He he signed but a deal with the devil. So Whatever, man. It's just I'm, my mom does it. My sister does it. I don't have the heart to be like, stop. Whatever. So this week I had a couple of firsts in my life. I decided to make tomato sauce for my spaghetti home homemade and it was delicious that was one of my things this year was to stop smoking which by the way i'm almost hitting 50 days of a cigarette hells yeah and then i was going to start cooking more so yeah i made my own tomato sauce and it was cool it was good it was delicious you still feel that urge for a cigarette every now and again it sucks i mean i went out and had some beers with co-workers last night because i hadn't done that in a while and, yeah, it was killing me. I really wanted to smoke. Yeah, I don't know. I was just like, screw it. I'd say more at the bar would be, the bar would be rough to go into and not smoke. I don't know. It's like, why are you putting yourself in temptation? I was just like, you know, I keep telling myself in the back of my mind, yeah, you don't need to do it, you know. I just, I just don't, I, I, mean, I guess I couldn't really, I mean, I don't smoke, obviously, Unless I drink, yeah. I mean, I couldn't understand how it'd be for somebody that smokes all the time. I don't even know how they could smoke that much, anyways. For me, the but one, uh, yeah, what always got me to not smoke when going out was uh, that oh, feel that yes, that feeling the next day. You know, you wake up and you got that smoker's taste in your mouth and everything. Ugh, that used to kill me, man. It used to kill me. So I never, it never yeah. was big on mine. It also made uh, my first uh, batch of homemade cookies. Uh, you know, a little brown sugar here and there. Yeah. Some flour. I don't know. What is the world coming to? I was like, I'm going to cook something, I'm going to bake something. <laughs> so, just when these twins come, you can you can bake us some cookies. How's that I say? probably won't. I probably won't do that. So, <laughs> Speaking of which, man, I've got Ella Kate's present. I need to like meet up with y'all and give it to her. Uh, same thing with Josh Powell's kids. I've got their presents. I'm just sitting here. I've got presents for two of my, or actually three of my friends from last year. I just I just put it away and totally forgot about it. It's like a nice little uh, canvas picture of all of us. And I'm always like, yeah, i got to get that to you. Seriously. it's I'm, I'm two Christmases behind on giving gifts. It's just sitting there. It's all right. It's the thought that counts, as they say. Sure. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> By the way, I got you a Christmas gift. It's ga- it's gathering dust right now. It's wrapped. <laughs> you know, some people are you know full of shit though. They're gonna be like, you know, they actually didn't get you something. They said they got oh, yeah. you something. Oh yeah, I got it. But I got they, it. Yeah, I got man, it. I got it. It's just sitting there. I got yours too. Then they ran home. What's happened with my boss? I drew him in the Secret Santa. He was gone in Florida, and he's back now. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got your gift because I was gonna give him a bottle of Jack Honey. 
And I was like, yeah, man, sit at the house. I have not purchased it yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my boss is like an angel. He's awesome. Um, I did not get comics yesterday, or last week or this week. I'm waiting until Friday to get them. Seems like I've not missed much. But instead, I've been reading a shit ton of Star Wars, though. Um, I finished uh, the second Darth Vader series that you had me read, and it was good. The art's great. Uh, the Star Wars regular series, God, it was so it's so good. I'm about to almost be caught up with the, the issues. You know how everything mm-hmm. on Marvel ended six uh, six months behind. Yeah. Um, after that, I think we'll start reading the uh, Jason Aaron Thor stuff that you told me about. So that'll probably be the next thing I start reading. Let's see. Didn't Jason Aaron do that first run on Star Wars? He did. Him and John Cassidy, I believe, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. I what happened to John Cassidy? I haven't seen him on anything in a while. He. Still does stuff, but you know how it is with some of these artists, they just kind of... Just do covers? Yeah. Yeah. They seems like, you notice, like, say, Jim Lee, for instance, back in the day, he could just spit out issues left and right, and then slowly, his, he just got slower and slower and slower, till now it's like, okay, I'm going to do this cover, and then I'm going to work on this one comic for three years, and it might be out by then. And I like Jim Lee. I'm not saying nothing bad. I'm just well. Now, I mean, he's making buku's money just yeah, being. He doesn't a, have to. He can be one of the, the with his office job. That, yeah, he can just be one of the execs at DC. Just kick back. So same thing with Joe Quesada. So uh, I always did like his art, and I do miss it that he's not doing anything. Jim Lee. Uh, well, both. Both. I mean, obviously, I love Jim Lee's art more, but I always did like Quesada's art. Speaking of DC. Did you see what happened last night with their uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, TV crossover they've been doing? I kept up with it loosely because I don't watch any of the shows. I, don't I think I watched probably the first couple episodes of Green Arrow in the first season. I watched like but, the first, um, first season of Green Arrow, and I was a big fan of The Flash, but I just kind of fell off at one point. I think um, I know what you're talking about, though, but go ahead but, and announce but like, what happened. So... You know, Crisis of the Infinite Earths has to do with the multiverse. I'm not going to go into details or try to explain the whole story because we'd be here. That's a whole podcast in, in itself trying to go through it's all three that. three years' worth of podcasts yeah. just explain that. But so it deals with multiverse and DC Universe. And, you know, they had pulled in. You had the, the Arrowverse, as they call it, and uh, Smallville was in there, and um, I'm trying to remember. Well, it was pretty much their TV, TV cinematic universe. Yeah, well, right? you had the uh, Brandon Roth Superman from Superman uh, Returns, which was, uh, I think, quote unquote, the Kingdom Come Superman. In this was what he had become after the Superman Returns stuff. But uh, so last night they did the last two episodes of it, and. Uh, Barry Allen Flash from the Arrowverse uh, crossed over into the DC Extended Universe, the movie universe, and met the Ezra Miller Flash from the DCEU. Uh, movie universe. Yes, the movie one, which I thought was pretty cool. And it's I haven't watched the, any clips on it or anything, but uh, I thought it was pretty neat. Uh, it's a fun little thing. Not a big fan of that. I never have been a big fan of that Ezra Miller um, Flash costume, just because I've always been a fan of Flash, and I just always dug just basic Flash uniform. But the character himself was good, uh, and the Grant Gust Gust 
Gustafin, or Gustafin, I can't remember his name. Anyway, the Flash from the Arrowverse, I've always dug, like I said earlier, and I thought it was pretty neat. Uh, so I guess all this stuff, what it boils down to, though, is that all this stuff is connected in a roundabout right. way. So that's pretty uh it's pretty neat that they did that. I kind of wish I'd li- watch that. I might go back and try to just pick up those episodes. Uh, it crossed over through Green Arrow, Batwoman, Supergirl. Uh, what am I missing? Uh, Black I, Lightning. Yeah, I think he was in it. I don't know if his uh, series crossed over, but there's, uh, the, there's the one that I cannot think of the name of right now that had a whole... Um, it was a group of them. Gosh, well, yeah. I can't remember the name. But anyway, I might try so to Legends back. of Tomorrow, whatever they call it. Yeah, something like that. Like I said, it, I'm not, I watched it a little bit. It was pretty good too. But um, I'm just not just. Uh, it's hard enough trying to watch what TV shows I do, much less you know picking up something new all the time. Which well, DC has really good. Uh, they have good uh, victories when it comes to their cartoons. And when it comes to TV shows. I've always said that their TV shows and cartoons um, really laid it to Marvel on that area. Now, Marvel's going to beat, obviously, well, in my opinion, on the movie side, but, like, on TV and the cartoons. Although I have not really dug many of the DC cartoons that have come back come out here lately. But uh, I, when we say cartoons, of course, we're referring more to... Batman and uh, what was it? Superman Adventures. Is that what uh, it's Superman was just Superman just didn't take off as well. I think it lasted what three or four, four seasons, seasons. But Batman had that longevity. Well, you had though. Batman. You had Batman uh, Beyond, and you know there was all kinds of like they spun out to Batman and Robin and so on and so forth. Of course, that's what gave us Harley Quinn too. Yeah, so, the original animated yeah. series. So, and then uh, I really like the Teen Titans stuff. They had the serious Teen Titans, yeah. and I've, I've got episodes of the uh, the more funnier down to earth Teen Titans Teen stuff. Titans Go. stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, I've always thought. And the meanwhile, I look at Marvel's comic book output or co- or cartoon output. I mean, really, the the best thing about it was X Men. You know, in the nineties. I mean, I remember Spider Man was okay. Um, that theme song is terrible. Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, it's like the most ridiculous guitar solo that comes out of left field. <laughs> the, uh, I have not, uh, in all fairness, I'm not checked out any of the newer Marvel cartoon stuff. You know, the Disney XD stuff. Uh, me and Ella Kate did sit down and watch some of the. Uh, Marvel Rising stuff, which was Spider Gwen and uh, uh, America Chavez, is that right? Am I am I thinking right? You know the uh, Latino Captain. Is that right? You know which one? The Latino Captain America type thing going on. Yeah. And uh, who else was in it? But it was oh, Squirrel Girl was in it, and Miss Marvel, and so on and so forth. But uh, it was pretty good. But it was just those little quick, uh, like fifteen minute one shot type of well, not one shot, but just real quick you know, 15-minute episodes. But other than that, I've never checked out any like the New Avengers or the Guardians of the Galaxy and all that stuff that they've done since. So it might be better. Do you remember the Fantastic Four cartoon in the 90s and Iron Man? It's sitting there on Disney+, Plus, and I've thought about turning it on just to see what it was like because I, I don't think I've ever watched either one of those. 
Um, I remember watching, but they just weren't as good. Yeah, they they both came on the uh, old uh, Paramount Network, the UPN Network. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is just not. Everybody was just trying to cash in after the X Men cartoon. But then again, Batman the animated series trounces all. All. I mean, yeah, it is. I agree. It is the creme de la creme. It is the yeah. apex predator. Yeah. But, so, uh, but I veered off course. Sorry about that. I just wanted to bring that up. Oh, you're good. Um, and then I've just been playing a bunch of random games. I've been getting back in the Telltale series games. I've been playing The Wolf Let's Among Us based off the... That. I'm just playing an episode a day, but it's based off Fables, which is mm-hmm. a fun convoke from Vertigo, uh, the DC imprint. Well, it's no longer, so... The, oh, is it not? It's not know, current? They, they closed it. They shuttered that whole imprint, which made me sad when they did that. I won't start again, but man, Vertigo had some good stuff in it. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, other than that, everything's been good. What about yourself? Um, really not much this week. Uh, been playing, still playing through Spider-Man. Uh, I finally hit my first little uh, roadblock. Uh, you know, I was talking last week where you uh, they give you all kinds of like different landmarks that you can uh, take pictures of. You know, just little uh, quests. You know, just clicked however many backpacks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I unlocked the ability to uh, open research stations, and that's just not fun. But I mean, <laughs> but the collector in me, I still have to go through. You know, you know how it is. You want to clear 100% of each area and so on and so forth. So I'll do them. There, some of them are better than others. Uh, some of them are locked behind. I have to have a certain ability unlocked, which is kind of annoying, but. You know, that's just the way it goes with these types of games. But, I mean, story-wise and everything, uh, still really good. Uh, I haven't really progressed that much further. You know, I said last week I was getting ready to fight the Shocker for the first time. And uh, I was pretty excited. I was like, all right, let's see what happens here. And it ends up being a chase uh, scene where I just chase him through the city, hit triangle, knock him down. He gets up, do the same thing, hit triangle. I think I did it three times and then finally webbed him up the last time. But he just escaped, and that's my next mission, which I haven't uh, gone on yet. So, But still, really good game. I'm really digging it. It makes I really think it makes uh, purchasing the uh, PS4. I mean, that, that game alone makes it worth it because I really dig it. So, But uh, other than that, on the video game front, we both... Uh, I thought you was going to bring it up. I was going to let you, but uh, we've uh, dug into Overcooked 2. Which is the most mad cat. Maybe that's why you like cooking so much, because that's what you do in this game. Four-player cooking, and it sounds like, why would you want to do that? But this game is, like, just madness. It's on another level. Like, the stages are all very unique. Not everything's the same. It's not like you're in a kitchen, Mm -hmm. if you will. Sometimes you're in the middle of a a, uh, city road, and there's, like, people walking through that get in your way. Uh, you're on an airship at one point. Three different airships. Uh, it's really fun, though. I'm digging it. Uh, we haven't got to play it as much here the last few days. but uh, <laughs> Josh yelling, food is up. Still cracks me up. Order up. Okay. Order up. Order up. Order up. <laughs> but, I mean, you've got to... You've, it's cool because you have to uh, actually coordinate, you know, what you're doing. It usually... What, those harder ones, it takes us a couple times before we can get it down to, okay, this is what so-and-so needs to do. You need to be doing this. But then once we get everything down, you know, we do we do good. Uh, we've only had, what, one that we didn't 
three star yet, and I think that's because Brandon had to leave, and it was just three of us. And I really think you, I think that game's almost impossible to play with uh, less than four people. I just don't think it's fun to play by myself. I tried. Can't do it, dude. and it's so it's hard. Not, it's yeah. just not fun. Yeah. It, it's just working it, it, together as it a loses team. The, it appeal. Really the appeal of the game is the multiplayer, and if you don't have the people with you, it's just not the same. Which the first one was multiplayer. It was couch co-op, but this time yeah. I finally decided to put it online. Yeah, I played smart. Claire and I, my wife, we played the first one. It's one of the few games I've gotten her to play. Uh, and it's fun being on, you know, doing couch co-op, but at the same time, it's just the two of us, and then at least it's the same thing. Once you get up into the higher levels, it's harder for you to do everything that they're asking of you, you know, with just two people. Yeah. And, you know, I live in Jamestown, and, like, it's hard enough to get two people to play a game, much less, uh, you know, four. So, uh, but uh, it's a, uh, I'm really digging it. Uh, let's see, other than that, uh, I downloaded, uh, I've taken the plunge on PS4 as well and downloaded the uh, trial for uh, Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn. Uh, I still have not started it, but it's a free trial for up to level 35. I know Jesse's uh, going to kill me for not having done it yet, but uh, I'm going to give that a shot because everybody says it's really good yeah. for that type of game. So eventually, if I can ever put down Spider-Man, I might give it a shot to but um you know i meant to mention this too uh we talk about overcooked uh man how good of a deal is game pass game pass ultimate whatever you want to call it I, we've harped on it before but man uh you know there's a lot of games that i never would have thought about touching that you know just pop up on game pass and i'm like well, i'm gonna give that a shot and see what it's like at least once you know you may get five bad games out of Six, but you know you get that one gem, such as undercooked. So I saw uh, via my fake um, Facebook profile, you know, for work, <laughs> where people were talking about. And there was a, what a a poll. What you're looking forward to the Xbox? Yeah, yeah or put, the PlayStation Five. I put that poll up, and let's see. Let's see if I can pull it up here real quick. I put up a poll, and I wasn't trying to start, like, a uh, console war or anything. I was just interested to see uh, what with the news that had come down earlier in the day, which we'll talk about. Yeah, that's so dumb to argue about consoles, God. You know, um, so it ends up, the poll was, which one are you more excited for? Uh, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, neither, or I'll stick with my current console. And actually ended up being a tie between PlayStation 5 and Xbox. Uh, each one got, looks like, five votes. And then we had two people that were neithers. And then two people that were uh, sticking with their current consoles for now, which I understand that too. I don't blame them for it, doing that. It really is just comes down to brand loyalty, though. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, I mean, a lot of people did say, screw you, Xbox, when they totally well, you know, Xbox uh, bungled. Boned they boned themselves on that one. Oh, yeah. So and, they, know, pulled I, a, they pulled a Sony from yeah. what Sony did with the PlayStation I 3. You know, I won't argue that fact. I, I don't know. I think for us, we just – part of it is, for me at least, I've been – how long have we been – let's see – I've been on there 15 years. I'm on 16. Yeah. 16 years I've had the same, you know, I've been with Xbox. And so 
you know, I just wrote it out through all that stuff and everything. And I really think right now they're in a uh, good place. Well, yeah, even now with the Xbox One X, I, uh, they're in a good place. Well, the, uh, Microsoft has become – Xbox has become more pro-gamer It's gamer completely now. different. Yeah, it, it's a completely different mindset than when they launched the Xbox One back in the day. And a lot of that's, a lot of that's Phil Spencer. Yeah. I mean, that's well, I would say it all is. I mean, that was him coming in and changing that whole mentality. But that being said, uh, you know, if you want to do PlayStation 5, I don't blame you because, yes, they do have some really good exclusives, which I'm, you know, I've got upstairs right now. Uh, like I said, the Spider-Man, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, God of War 4, and Last of Us Remastered are all setting up there right now mm-hmm. among others but you know I'm interested it'll be interesting to see what kind of exclusives we get out of Xbox with all these uh, uh, developers they've signed and so on and so forth coming up but I, I you know my probably other than just that brand loyalty we talked about the other thing is I'm just not a big fan and I've said it before of the PlayStation controller never have been I don't know what it is I just like having my left analog up at the top. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just something with the Xbox One. I guess 16 years of playing the same controller probably has a lot to do with that, too. Although, and I didn't mention this before, I do like the feel of the uh, PS4 DualShock. Uh, it's one, it, it feels, it's got some weight behind it. You remember when we were playing the uh, PlayStation Mini that I got? Mm-hmm. And using those original PlayStation controllers with it, well, you know, the replicas of them, they didn't have no weight to them. You know, of course, you didn't have any analogs or anything, so uh, there's that. But that's I've know. never been a fan of any of the, the Dual Shocks. I don't like their placement with their joysticks. That's, I mean, I, that's my Xbox idea. to me is perfect, yeah. just the way it is. It feels right. The thing I like about Xbox, though, is that now since they're putting a focus on whatever you buy is going to be on the next system. I like that. So your digital, your digitally yeah. purchased games. Because let's let's be honest, GameStop. That's going the way of the dinosaur. They they're pulling a blockbuster. They were never able to pivot, pivot out and, and evolve mm-hmm. with the business and do something completely different. Now it's just become a boutique for geek stuff. Um, no one, I don't want to save my. I don't want to pre-order a game. I don't want to trade in games because you're not going to get shit for it. So now I just buy stuff digitally. And the only other thing, if I can get a refund on some of these digital things, get like a credit. And just lose. That'd be fun because I'm probably starting to play to, those They're games. starting to come so. around a little bit on the on the refund end of it, uh, a little bit. You know, here and there, there's been a game that has just been you know broken or whatever, and they went ahead and refunded or credited you. So, and Nintendo would be great if they could take a page from Microsoft Gosh. because could that's you? ridiculous to continue to buy mm-hmm. games on the different consoles. You know, the virtual consoles should just be your entire account over the entirety of, you know, Nintendo's lifespan. Yep. From whatever, you know, if it changes I to agree. the next iteration of the Switch, whatever, you know, you should be able to play that game on the next one. That's all of what Xbox is doing. And it's it's forcing Sony's hand, too, where Sony I now is going to make their stuff backwards compatible. Yeah. So, um, you see, it's great. The competition is good for It's going to be PS1 up through 4 backwards compatible. So. Well, I mean... That thanks to Xbox, you know, for what mm-hmm. they did to push Sony to to do that. That's great. Competition's good. 
So, but uh, and plus, all my friends game on the Xbox. Yeah, that's so. I mean, that's, that's another thing. The biggest thing. I mean, I guess we could all switch to PS4, but I don't know. I just like I like being able. I like logging in to my Xbox and if I look at my profile, it says it's got that 16 beside it, and I'm just like, man, I can't believe I've been with the same system for that many years. You know what I'm saying? It'll be interesting to see what Microsoft tries to do with their Game Pass because I, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to put Game Pass on Nintendo. They have already have Xbox Live well, technically they on Nintendo. About it. They keep talking about it, so we'll see. Uh, but we'll get into a little bit of that here in just a little bit. Um, other than that, Clay, really not much. I sat down and watched the uh, – I told you I watched the first episode of uh, His Dark Materials mm-hmm. the, uh, last night, uh, which was uh, interesting. Uh, yeah. I was looking on HBO and I was actually going to watch some more of it so like the first episode ended and I was wanting to check out The Outsider that you had talked about that yep. we talked about a little bit uh, and so I was just scrolling through there and I looked and uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm season 10 is getting ready to drop and I was like huh <laughs> I haven't watched Curb Your Enthusiasm in a long time so I started with season so 1 good. and just started watching some Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, like David is just a yeah. genius. Yeah. So Pretty good. good. So. Rated R Seinfeld is what I like to call it. That's about it. Uh, i got one other thing to talk about, uh, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. So uh, we'll move on, I guess, unless you've got anything else you want to bring up. I don't really. Uh, it's been kind of a slow week. I didn't get any comic books. I will be picking mine up this Friday as well. So everybody be ready next week. Be comic heavy. I just have a feeling. Uh, I have been checking out. I, I I've been pulling out some old Star Wars stuff myself. Uh, just kind of, I was cleaning up my little room of uh, geekiness, and I found my Star Wars stuff. I started pulling it out, and I pulled out a few books that I'm going to start uh, reading here in just a little bit. I did find my Star Wars role-playing book, and it was completely Greek to me, so I put it back up. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness. But uh, other than that, uh, let's just go ahead and move on, Clay. Um, let's talk a few little trailers this week. Uh, probably the biggest one to drop was the uh, Morbius trailer. Uh, yeah, it don't look bad at all. I watched it. It looks better than I thought it was going to, honestly. I think uh, I'm not the biggest Jerry Leto fan. I think he gets a bad rap from, from the Joker and the Suicide Squad thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, which I don't know if that's really his fault as much as it is the movie itself. It's his fault. But <laughs> part of it. Yeah, but anyway, anyway, this uh, it looks interesting, but uh, probably the biggest thing that we want to talk about is the ending of the trailer. And who shows up? Michael Keaton. Yes, he still does. Batman. No, 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 no. You're in the wrong universe again. He's still the Batman, though. He'll always be the Batman. Right, but uh, he was the Vulture, right, in the first Adrian Toomes, Vulture, and Spider-Man Homecoming. Now, it's not specifically said that he's playing the same character, but, I mean, you know, if you put two and two together... Pretty sure it's going he to be Doesn't he say, like, if you ever get tired of being the good guy? Yeah. yeah. But why does he look like he's got, like, a scientist a sci- coat yeah, on or a, something? A doctor's lab coat. Uh, yeah, something. Uh, there was that. 
which uh, everybody's speculating that this has way more ties to the MCU than what they thought that there was going to be. <coughs> uh, there's a picture of uh, uh, Michael Morbus, Morbius. Is it Morbius? Am I saying that right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Morbius walking down the street, and they show they got a picture of Spider-Man on the wall, and it's got murder um, spray painted on it. But it looks like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. That's the right. Thing. Well, they I read a thing that they took that straight from the uh, video game, and somebody had uh, blown up the picture, and it does look like awful lot like one of the shots from the video game. So I don't know, but uh, you had that, and then. Also, it's rumored that uh, J.K. Simmons will be reprising his role as J. Jonah Jameson in this. Good. So, the question is, do you want to see this uh, more connected to the uh, MCU proper, I guess you'd say? So, we saw Disney and Sony break up last year, right? Yeah. So, obviously, Morbius was being filmed, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Sony obviously was already thinking, well, we're not going to have anything else to do with the Marvel Universe, right? But now, they're tying it back. I, I don't know. I'm I sure they know. could have shot a lot of films since then. Mm-hmm. Maybe this was recently filmed with Michael Reshoots. I don't know. There's always yeah. reshoots. Um, or, are they, or are they trying to do, like, I mean, with the success of uh, the Spider-Man into this uh, Spider-Verse, into the whatever, spider, with yeah. the different Spider-Man universes, mm-hmm. parallel universes. That's going to be the new It thing, isn't it? Parallel universes. It really is. Mm-hmm. You know what DC's doing right now with the crisis stuff, and then you know Marvel's more than likely going to be doing the multiverse stuff as well. So I don't. I, I don't. That's craziness. I don't know what DC's doing with their movie universe. Uh, I don't know. I keep hearing rumors that JJ Abrams. They're just farting in their hands, pretty much. I say, well, they keep saying that JJ Abrams rumors out there, but uh, not never been confirmed. So I don't know. Uh, Cast-wise, though, on this one, of course, you got Jared Leto, uh, the J.K. Simmons rumored one, uh, Jared Harris from Chernobyl, uh, uh, Matt Smith, my favorite Doctor Who, is in this one, uh, of course, Michael Keaton, uh, Tyrese Gibson of Fast and the Furious fame, and uh, I believe that's about it for people, uh, you know, named people. Uh Directing is what's it? It's, uh, Daniel Espinoza, and he is. Uh, let's see. I don't even know what he's directed. Normally, I'm pretty good at this stuff, but I haven't heard anything. Let's see what he's done. Uh, he did Life. Okay, that that one with Ryan Reynolds, uh, kind of an alien type of movie that wasn't that good. Uh, <laughs> Safe House with Ryan Reynolds. It looks like. Oh, here, just shrugging yeah. my shoulders. Looking okay. to see if there's anything. But, uh, anyway, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm interested just to see what's going to happen. I need to get off my butt and go watch Venom. I've got Good. to. So I can start getting this whole next time you come, next time Sony you come universe. To my place, we'll sit down, we'll watch it, and you can like throw water in my face to keep me awake or something so that I can see what happens. Because like okay. I said, I fall asleep every time. Sure. Uh, and people love it though. I mean, it did like 825 million at the box office, so somebody likes it. But anyway, yeah. moving on from that one, um, 
not a lot of movie stuff, but I did catch a couple and just happened to stumble across them both. Uh, Netflix shows, series getting ready to come out. Uh, one of them I've heard of, October Faction, that's a uh, based on a graphic novel from uh, Stephen Niles, if I remember right, of 30, Day, 30 Days of Night fame. Wow, that's yeah. a name I haven't heard in a while. I used to love his uh, 30 Days of Night. And he did some other stuff, too. I was uh, pretty big on collecting some of his horror stuff back in the day. Uh, but this one is a, uh, it says a family drama. The family drama gets downright monstrous as parents Fred and Dolores hunt the supernatural while twins Viv and Jeff harbor their own strange secrets. Uh, did you watch this trailer? Uh, not at all. Check it out. Um, I'm not going to go into too many details on it, but uh, so the parents are both like uh, I don't know, supernatural Mormons. FBI or something like that. Jehovah's Witness, no. oh, Su- no. supernatural FBI agents or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I've never I never read the graphic novel. Uh, and they have their twins, and they and apparently October is a big time for monsters and all kinds of hijinks ensue. Uh, looks pretty good though. It comes out uh, this month on the 23rd, so next week. Uh, if you haven't, I suggest you go check out the trailer for it. Uh, it looks pretty neat. Pretty excited because I've not been big on it Netflix here lately, Clay. Actually, um, I haven't watched much of anything. Witcher's good, man. I'm like I four know. episodes in on Witcher, and it is the really picks up around that third episode. So, uh, it does. Um, you know, there's that, and like I said last week, I believe I've still got to watch Lost in Space because I really liked that first season. But I don't know. Disney, Disney Plus really took a lot of my time there for a while, and then, like I said, I turned on HBO last night, and man, there's a lot of stuff I need to watch on there too. So, anyway, uh, the other Netflix show uh, coming is Ragnarok. Uh, did you happen to watch this trailer? Man, I do not. What's it about? Uh, this one is set in a Nor- Norwegian town, poisoned by pollution and rattled by melting glaciers. The end times feel all too real. It'll take a legend to battle an old evil. Uh, so I'm not real sure what's going on here with it. Uh, it's it's subtitled, which for some reason scares people away. But um, it it. Uh, Almost gives off like a Thor vibe, obviously. Uh, one of the kids has uh, uh, superpowers. Uh, I think a lot of the kids have superpowers. Um, there's lots of uh, talk of giants and so on and so forth. Uh, lots of lightning happening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really lots of lightning. Really don't. Salt. It's I love uh, lightning. It, you just need to watch the trailer. It just, I just wanted to, again another one. I just wanted to bring up because it it just it, it looked pretty pretty neat from what I saw so far. I'm pretty excited about it too. It comes out the 31st of this month. So uh, again, if you haven't saw the trailer for either one of those, I suggest you check them out. Uh, it's enough to make me want to not cancel my Netflix, which I seriously thought about doing a couple times and then just picking it up. Uh, whenever Stranger Things comes out, but I'll just keep holding on to it for now, I guess. Although they did put uh, Mindhunter season three 
on indefinite hold and released all the actors from their contracts for now, which is very sad. So, yeah. Wow. But that's because David Fincher, who does Mind Hunters, has like a bazillion other things he's trying to do, and they did, which was good. It's actually a good thing because they said that they didn't want to hold those uh, actors under and actresses under contract and make them sit and wait and not be able to do anything, you know. And so they just let them go, and then if and when he gets ready to do the next season, they said they'll just bring them back. So uh, there's that. But uh, we'll see. I'm pretty interested. Really need to watch that Witcher. I'm a terrible human and still haven't gotten to. So good. Yeah. Keep hearing. Also, it's kind of has the timeline split three different ways, so they don't get confused. That so uh, theme song is really catchy and annoying at the same time. I wouldn't say it's really a theme song. It's just well, in the bar. That's things, what I mean. You know, what I'm it saying. is pretty funny. So. Give a coin to the wit to your yeah. Witcher. Uh, that's it on trailer it, front though this week. Uh, we've been talking a lot more trailers. You can tell that we're starting to roll into spring and summer because stuff's starting to drop. Uh, I think we'll see that Venom two trailer before too long. I won't be surprised. Probably with Morbus actually. Morbius. I don't know why I keep saying Morbus. Huh. Uh, anyway, Clay, let's move on over in the news. Uh, you had brought this to my attention. Wanted to talk a little bit about. Uh, game delays uh, Marvel's Avengers has been delayed uh, this is from IGN uh, Crystal the Final Fantasy remake got delayed mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 7 remake that's you know everybody because loves I heard it was just I, I heard it was just a little it. short delay just to put some finishing polish on it so but I think that's smart to do yeah. then. I mean people I'm, people get sick and tired of games releasing and then being broken which is most games most games dumb days, so what God. else was there so annoying uh, that's the only two I could think I could really remember because it was both Square Enix doing yeah they're, they're doing, doing that game as well play. but um I, how interested are you in the Marvel's Avengers? I'm not really that interested. Uh, I don't know. I'll go back and forth. Um, it says here it was uh, previously slated to come out on the 15th of May this year, and they pushed it back to September uh, 4th of this year. So it's not a huge delay. But yeah. I don't know. I keep hearing that the the campaign is single player. And then they have a multiplayer aspect, just like, uh, just little uh, scenarios, basically, I guess, that you can unlock. It's, it's, yeah, it's kind of weird. I, when they first started talking about this thing, I just assumed that the whole thing was um, multiplayer because it's the Avengers, you know? It would make right. sense, at least to me. But uh, I don't know. I just. I, Still on the fence. I really haven't seen that much about it. Uh, just what I've read or heard, you know, on other podcasts, that kind of thing. So I, I expect that we'll see some new footage and, and uh, a little bit more of a deep dive when E3 rolls around this year. So I'm kind of holding off judgment till then. I, I, I'm sure it'll look good, I think. I don't know. I, was, I said that, and then I... Oh, what they showed at E3 really well, wasn't that impressive. Well, I was about to say, I, I said that, and then eh? I scrolled down, and I saw all the characters, and they don't, you know, like faces and stuff. I was like, eh, I don't know. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, 
Apparently there's a prequel novel coming out for it, which, you know, must have. I, I never yeah. buy into that crap. Yeah. Prequel comics, prequel books, whatever. I but, yeah, I mean, delays are just uh, have become a part of a gamer's life, it seems like, anymore. You know, you can almost always expect your game to get delayed, except for there's a few. You know, your Call of Duties, they're always going to be out on time. Uh, Ubisoft's pretty good for the most part, I think, with theirs coming out, although most of them come out broken, so if that tells you anything. Well, they had those issues with Assassin's Creed, and so they've had to they've slowed yeah. down the release dates on those. Where it used to be almost annual, and now it's I think it's bi biannually. So, or excuse me, that would be twice a year, right? No, it actually two years. Out every didn't two they years. Uh, didn't they push back? Yeah. Uh, what's the one? Uh, it's pretty much Ragnarok. I no, think. no, no, no. The one. Uh, the no, Assassin's Creed. The one from uh, about the. About hacking stuff. Why well, can't I cannot remember the name of it all of a sudden? Yes, oh, Watch Dogs 3? Didn't they get pushed back? I have no idea. <laughs> the only thing I care about from Ubisoft is Beyond Good and Evil it's 2. coming out. Just give up on it. <laughs> well, they, that trailer they, they showed, showed the trailer ago every so year incredible. at uh, E3, and it never, never. I know. If they don't show a trailer, I they say it's coming, it. and then nothing ever happens. So... I have high hopes, man. It looks amazing. We shall though. see. We shall see. Uh, speaking of E3, Clay, um, word come out this week that PlayStation is skipping E3 again this year. So, and Microsoft's still going to show up. Nintendo's still going to do their own thing. So, yeah, it seems like they've just been doing kind of their own little show. So, uh, which I am surprised. I, I thought, thought that they would have showed year. up yeah. because the announcer have another price war for the PS5 and the Xbox Series X really, uh, launches. I, I thought for sure, I thought last yeah. year was just a thing, you know, they didn't have a lot to show, um, they're getting the new console ready, and they had decided that, you know, we're going to skip and come back next year strong, and blow the doors out with the PS5, but... <coughs> the quote here says that after thorough evaluation, SIE has decided not to participate in E3 2020. We have great respect for the ESA as an organization, but we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 is the right venue for what we are focused on this year. We will build upon our global event strategy in 2020 by participating in hundreds of consumer events across the globe. Our focus is making sure fans feel part of the PlayStation family and have access to play their favorite content. We have a fantastic lineup of titles coming to the PlayStation 4 and the upcoming launch of PlayStation 5. We are truly looking forward to a year of celebration with our fans. That's their official word. Nice. Uh, this is going to be a very interesting uh, next generation of consoles because... With both being backwards compatible, you're not going to have to wait for other <coughs> games to come out. You're going to already have, have like a, a library, library of games to play. Yeah. Instead of having to wait for some titles to release, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, I just, just remember that every year. Every year, or excuse me, every console release was what games are coming out for. What are the must-have mm -hmm. games, you know? No, that's I, not going to really be the case. The, I mean, only, the only thing is, 
for me is uh, I think it just lets Microsoft Microsoft it wouldn't be an episode if I didn't absolutely butcher at least one word Uh, it lets Microsoft come in and just absolutely burn the house down with whatever they've got to show I thought they were going to do it last year if you remember right we thought for sure that they were going to drop that console and at least give give us a look at it, you know, no price or anything, but a, a look and a name, that kind of thing. Uh, I think this year they're going to go full on, and it'll be interesting to see what they bring to the table. It all hinges on what they're going to do with this new Halo Infinite. Though. Oh, you know, uh, they're talking like it's going to be a soft <laughs> reboot because Halo Five yeah. story was oh god, four and five yeah. was just. Well, especially five, five is just you gross. know you know they're going to come um, out guns blazing. Uh, Halo uh, is going to be right there at the top of the list, so uh, it'll be interesting. And it's interesting what they're going to do with their games because they want you to be able to play these new releases on the Xbox One and on the Xbox Series mm-hmm. X. But they're going to keep it. I'm sure where you you know if you're wanting the best play, it's oh, going to yeah. be on the new console with oh, the yeah. best look. You know. Yeah. It's very interesting what they're doing oh, yeah. over the next two years uh, while they continue to support the, X, the Xbox One X, but eventually also sunset it for the, the Series X. Well, God bless. I can't. Well, there's too many X's you know, going on got, here. You've got the Xbox Series S, the X. I don't even think, I, I, I don't even think they have the original Xbox One anymore, if I'm thinking right. You've got the Xbox Series X, and you're going to have that step down below that mid-tier, you know, in between the X and the Series which will, X. Which will probably be that. Which will be Xbox Series, be Series S. S. But I think, oh, man, that's... Too. What about Series E? So we have SEX. We have this Xbox the Xbox Sex yeah. Collection. <laughs> so I, I, I don't Where's know, the but sexy really time? I think it's going to... I think this is their chance... To really get get out there in front of everything and really put on a show and ha- leave people talking, which you know, really last year when you think about it, you didn't have anything to talk about coming out of E3 last year other than the Xbox presser, and that was it. I mean, you had your standard, you know, your normal game talk and everything. Nintendo does their own thing, which is uh, their own thing. It's a completely different. They're not trying... Nintendo doesn't even try to compete with anybody. They don't have to. They just go out there and, you know, hey, this is what we got going on. Come to our treehouse. So, I'm interested to see. Honestly, I think it hurts. I don't know if it hurt. I don't know if it'll hurt, but I I don't know if it'll help Sony to not show up at the biggest uh consumers trade. They'll be fine. They've got They've enough, enough I know, right but now. I mean, enough goodwill with the PS4 well, that people are going to be craving we'll the PS5. I, I'm sure you're right. I just I just don't know if it was uh, wise. But then again, uh, that's why I'm sitting at a desk in Jamestown and not in getting ready for E3 in L.A. or something. So, right. Uh, uh, a little bit more gaming news. I, I put this one in here just for you, Clay. Because I know how much you love this game. Um, mm-hmm. uh, starting now, this was on the 13th. Uh, starting today, you can sign up for the Fallout 76 Wastelanders beta. Are you in? 
Uh, it's on the PC, so oh. I'm out. But, you know, people... This, Fallout 76 has had a rough release. It's been out for over a year now, and now they're going to add this whole Wastelanders DLC for free, which is going to add... Uh, NPC <coughs> playable characters that you can associate with because mm. there was no there, there was no people to really do anything you listen to recordings you talk to robots but there were no other people except the people that were in the same game world as you uh, but adding the ability to be able to trade with people and sell your items was cool I was selling a lot of caps to people or excuse me selling a lot of stuff and earning a lot of caps at my base um, but there's a lot of fun to it it's, it has the fallout charm but there's a lot of it still broken. A lot of people are pissed uh, at Bethesda so for it. Are so. you are, are, are we'll you going to give this a shot when it comes out? On oh yeah, I definitely you will. Amaze me. You and Brandon will. will both be there, and Jesse. It just amazes me that you guys keep supporting. I think Jesse was more. No, Jesse would Did put his foot down okay. about it. He was. He, he, he came back to it with me, and I was like, no, still can't handle this. I just enjoy it. It's just fun to scavenge through a wasteland mm-hmm. like that. So, but uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But that's still probably another couple months off. So, so uh, well, I just want to throw that in there because I know how much you guys love Fallout. The you know Fallout three and four, not including I'm not including this yeah. one in there and New Vegas. So, uh, yeah. I just and I know you guys have tried to play it a lot, and I know that it has been a cluster. Or yeah, uh, pretty much a cluster for uh, Bethesda. Probably the worst received game I can think of that they released, at least in the you know in in the last few years. Other than other than maybe that yeah. Wolfenstein Youngblood, which has been getting a lot, uh, caught a lot of flack too. Um, so we'll see. I expect to hear back from you once that thing goes live. So it'll be interesting. Uh, f- switching over just a little bit, Clay, still on the games, but let's move over into board games a little bit. Uh, this caught my eye. Uh, Josh had put it on the uh, group page, and I want to talk about it just a little bit. Uh, the creators of Gloomha- Gloomhaven and Pandemic Legacy team up for a new project, and it's called Return to Dark Tower. Uh, it is on Kickstarter right now. Uh, it is our. It passed its uh, goal in four hours. Um, I think to get the game, it's one hundred twenty-five dollars. Uh, one to four players, uh, hundred to one hundred twenty minutes per game. Uh, let's see. Let me. I'm trying to find the part I was looking for that actually tells a little bit about the game itself. <clears throat> uh, Return to Dark Tower constantly presents new challenges, says the campaign page. The adversary within the tower, the plan to access the tower, and the pseudo foes you will face can mix and match in thousands of combinations. Play the same array over again or try something completely new. Uh, it's app-enabled board game, uh, which means which makes it, it it's pretty fun playing these app games. I, I have Gloomhaven. I wish it had an actual app, kind of like. Uh, Mansions of Madness, but the the selling point on this is the tower part of it. There's an actual tower in the center of the board, and it's constantly evolving and st- and so on and so forth. So, <coughs> uh, the guy who wrote this article said uh, he got a email from the co-designer said the game is legit bonkers. 
so I'm pretty excited. I have not kickstarted it myself. I have not decided if I'm going to, but I really want to play it. It looks fun. You'd be down for something like that, wouldn't you? Maybe. <laughs> well, That's more no, down the, your the thing with these app-enabled ones is um, it, it, it walks you through the game a lot easier. Uh, there's not quite as much that you have to do on your end. The uh, app does a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Uh, the next time we're all together, we'll probably I, I would like to pull out Mansions of Madness and let you try one of these app-enabled ones. Uh, they're pretty neat. Like I said, uh, it does a lot of the heavy lifting in the background and lets you really focus on the game itself. So uh, I think you'd like it, actually. Uh, hmm. We'll see. I, like I said, I'm still on the fence if I want to put down that much money for a game. Although I did buy Gloomhaven, so and it's $135, but uh, it's a really good game. So I just wanted to put that out there real quick. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Of course, uh, Pandemic Legacy is one of the best board games you can get right now. If you've not played it, I suggest you give it a shot. Uh, so there's that one. And then lastly, Clay, you brought this to my attention the other day. And I said, "Go down that deep dark said, hole, man." Well, let's just uh, we'll just talk about it in the opening a little bit because I thought it was pretty neat, you know. But then it has caught fire, and uh, today I saw that it was uh, verified that this was a legit thing. Uh, so I just pulled this one from IGN because it was right there when I was doing my other stuff. Uh, full breakdown of Colin Trevor Rose. Uh, there's another one. Star <laughs> Trevor, Trevor Rose. Trevor Rose. Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine script allegedly leaks, and like I said today, it was confirmed. Um, I did not watch the. I did. I did not face. watch the link you sent me, the video review of it, but. Oh, I didn't. I went and looked at the comments. <coughs> they kind of give you a brief synopsis. I, didn't I read through the, video the whole either. thing, and um, I was trying to find where it did the opening crawl. I thought it had it on here. Let me scroll down through here and see if I can find it. Uh, did, where's it at? I think, like, Ben is, like, on a quest to dig up some, like, ancient dark side stuff. And while the Knights of Ren are searching for Ray, and then the Resistance are trying to, you know, do a secret mission to light the fire mm-hmm. revolution. So, um, I'm seeing here where there was kind of a bla- the basic plot. There's their transmissions been jammed, and the Resistance can't communicate. Um, I think this is they they actually ha- they have it set on Coruscant as yes, well. Yes, part of it happens. Th- I think ways. that opening part happens on uh, Coruscant with. Uh, Rose and Finn and 3PO and R2 stealing a Star Destroyer. An Eclipse yeah. Star Destroyer. That's huge. That's uh, humongous. Emperor Palpatine um, is not the main villain in this one. Uh, Kylo Ren stays the main villain. Uh, he's uh, shown, it says here he's shown searching Darth Vader's castle on Mustafar and being ha- haunted by the ghost of Luke Skywalker. Uh, he does find a holocron left behind by Palpatine that contains a message from him. So you do get the scene. But uh, then it goes on to... And she's also... Well, let's, this is big. Ray has created a double-sided mm-hmm. lightsaber 
kind of like a hybrid of her staff and Luke's crack saber, like at the beginning, instead of waiting towards the end and you know having yeah. that yellow lightsaber or whatever. Uh, so she's also um, not, uh, Palpatine's granddaughter. Granddaughter. She is still a quote unquote nobody, but it's also revealed that Kylo murdered her parents uh, at the behest of Supreme Leader Snoke. Uh, it culminates yeah. in a final battle between Rey and Kylo on Mortis, a mystical planet in the ethereal realm of the Force, as seen in the Clone Wars. Uh, the ghosts of Luke, Obi-Wan, and Yoda appear in one final attempt to redeem Ben, but unlike in Rise of Skywalker, he's too far gone to be saved. Uh, it says here, Coruscant's no longer a vibrant city. The new structures are built atop the Art Deco structure of the Old Republic. Pretty much is what was an extended universe. You know, Coruscant continues to build on top of yes. itself. So, so listen, so. I've talked a lot about my dislikes in Rise of Skywalker. Um, I'll say it again. I don't think it's a terrible movie, but I do have some problems with the movie. And I, this sounds like the movie I would like to see. This sounds like the movie that even if you, to me, now, I like The Last Jedi, so I could be completely wrong. But to me, this sounds like a movie that even if you hated The Last Jedi, you could get on board with. You know what I'm saying? I, right. Again, of course, it was only a, what, rough draft or a first draft, so... You know, oh, yeah, this you know, we've gone through a lot of, of changes and stuff. But I mean, that this sounds like a cool Star Wars story that I would like to have seen. Uh, uh, I'm trying to find one thing. Uh, what? Anything else catch your eye about it? Well, Kylo finds something, uh, a contingency from Palpatine in case Palpatine was to die. They're sent to Vader. And it, it, they go to, uh, I guess, it, Kylo goes somewhere. It's His name is Tor, yeah. Tor Valum. It's a 7,000-year-old alien of mm -hmm. unknown origin. Uh, they say he's very Lovecraftian looking. Uh, he starts training with the Valum guy. So, um, but I don't know. It, it's very interesting. So, yeah. So Kylo never is redeemed. Which maybe I, I am in that camp. Uh, I'm glad he was. I didn't have a problem with how he ended up being redeemed in the Rise of Skywalker. I'm, you know, I thought it worked all right. Uh, the uh, the more I think about it, the more that kiss between the two of them was a little awkward. I know where it come from, but I, I didn't have a problem with him being redeemed. But I feel like if this was to happen the way it did, that. It, it makes sense when you're building from building on those first two movies. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. um, for me, I don't have a problem with. If this had happened, I wouldn't have had a problem with the way it goes down at the end, with them, with all the uh, Luke and Obi Wan and Yoda trying to save him and not being able to, and so on and so forth. You know, I think it's pretty neat. I, yeah. I, I don't know. It to me, it feels. It does give me a uh, expanded universe vibe. Some of those books, you know, some of the books, not all of them, but it yep. really did feel like an expanded universe type of story to me. I could be completely wrong, or maybe I'm just misreading the what I've read on it. 
So, but uh, let me read this real quick. And this is the opening crawl. <laughs> I finally found it. It took me a minute. <clears throat> okay, uh, let's see. It, it starts out with the iron grip of the First Order has spread a, spread to the farthest reaches of the galaxy. Only a few scattered planets remain unoccupied. Traitorous acts are punishable by death. Determined to suffocate a growing unrest, Supreme Leader Kyle, Kylo Ren has silenced all communication between neighboring systems. Led by General Leia Organa, the Resistance has planned a secret mission to prevent annihilation and forge a path to freedom. So that sounds like a good opening crawl. Yep. It's yeah. interesting how these things are coming out, of course. I just saw another but, thing a few minutes ago, yeah. uh, right before we started recording, where it, it's some, I don't know if it's true or not, but it says it was confirmed that there is a J.J. Abram cut of the film. So, uh, oh, we didn't even mention that uh, Leia tries uh recruits Lando to get the uh, Smuggler's Guild together to help fight the First Order, which makes more sense with Lando's character than what we saw in, you know, Rise of Skywalker. So, I don't know, it just sounds really neat. I I would have liked to have seen. And I'm not a big uh, Colin Trevor Roar. (laughs) I'm not a big Trevor Trevor Roar. Thank you. I'm not a big Colin (laughs) Trevor Roar fan. Uh, I thought that uh, Jurassic World was okay. I know he didn't direct the second one, but he wrote it. I thought the second one was not as good. Actually, I thought it was pretty dumb the more I think about it. But uh, uh, this sounded like a Star Wars movie I would have liked to have seen. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna leave it at that. The show just done Thrawn and let it be. Yeah, that would have been neat too, definitely. So. Uh, I did see, speaking just a little bit more Star Wars stuff, where uh, Rosario Dawson was uh, lobbying to play uh, Ahsoka Tano. What? Uh, In The Mandalorian? Yeah. So, kind of neat. I wonder how old she'd be by then. I don't know. Because she was... I don't know how old people are her species. I'm trying to remember how old she was in Rebels, but it's been a long time since I watched Rebels, so. (coughs) But, anyway, uh, I just wanted to bring that up. I thought it was a neat little thing, and like you said, there's just, it seems like a constant barrage of stuff uh, dropping about uh, J.J. Abrams and his cut and being done wrong and so on and so forth, so it's just... I hope we get the Zack Snyder cut. I don't even want to go. Dude, don't even make me go there. <laughs> you just did that to get me all worked up. I know how. Well, there's that rumor that they're doing a Knights of Old Republic. Yeah, that the next one's going to be set uh, 400 years before. Uh, I think this might be completely different. I think this might be an actual Knights of the Old Republic, which was, what, thousands of years ago? I, I, I was like that. I, I would like to... I wish I could find my old that Darth yeah. Revan and all I wish that I stuff. Some old Dark Horse uh, Knights of the Old Republic comics from back in the day. Well, the yeah. Tales of the Jedi, like yeah. with uh, they've got them on there in the Marvel yeah. Unlimited. So I've been reading through uh, them. But anyway, uh, it was. Uh, we'll see. I'm just having a good time. I'll be interested to see if this uh, JJ cut actually comes out. I think I said that before, but it'd be interesting. 
Disney can make money, they're going well, to make Well, obviously, they can't make too much. Or, I mean, obviously, they're missing the biggest moneymaker, and that is giving me my original versions, you know? I just want, just want my original yeah. versions. That's all I'm asking for. Do you think, I'm about to go on a tangent, or a, a little sidetrack, but do you think that when Lucas sold Lucasfilm to Disney, that there was some kind of uh, stipulation that they cannot release the original versions of these films? I don't know, because I think he's so enamored with the I mean, special editions. That's I know. his vision. That's how he that's wants, how he wants blah, blah, them to be. So. Do you think that he put something in there to keep them? Because why would you sit on those knowing how much money you would make if you released the original versions of those uh, movies? You know what I'm saying? I'm almost, I'm almost wishing he never sold to Disney and just did the damn thing himself. Yeah. Except I would have loved for him to had a hand in writing it, but had help lots, in, lots in writing help. it. Have his vision, have his vision, but he'd <laughs> not direct it. He could produce it. Yeah. But just like uh, Empire Strikes yeah. Back, Return of the Jedi. Just, so, yeah. But we can there. talk all that we want. It's all in the past now. So, uh, let's get on to the main event for this week, which I haven't said, I haven't used that in a while. I told you that the other day, I hadn't used it. Yeah, I think it's evolving now. We just, we just, just kind of but we'll so. just but so Clay, here's here's what happened. Last week, I blew a gasket talking about Back to the Future Two, mm-hmm. and it kind of went crazy from there. Uh, real quick though, I did go back and I did as I said I would. I watched Back to the Future One, Two, and Three uh, this last week. Uh, back to the Future One mm-hmm. still awesome. I still like Back to the Future 3. Back to the Future 2 is not as big of a steaming pile of crap as I originally said. I will admit it. <clears throat> Going back and watching it, I realize now the part that I just cannot stand about that movie is when they go into the future. That first half of the movie when they go into the future is utter garbage. Now when they go back to 55 and all that happens... I'm fine with that. That part was actually not that bad. But that the the future stuff is just dumb. Uh, I will actually go above and beyond that. Listen, it's still a piece of shit movie. Uh, it was written by a St. Louis Cardinals fan. And his little joke about the Chicago Cubs winning the World Series in 2015. Already, already, har, har, off by one year. Still, screw that. And screw Back to the Future Part 2 and but, St. Louis Cardinals. But it, it, it's... Josh Powell, by the way, must be a St. Louis Cardinals oh. fan. He says he's a Cubs fan, but secretly, it, it, he's it's a Cardinals still fan. my least favorite of the of the three by far. Um, I have, you know, I have no problem with the time traveling train at the end. Um, I actually like all. I like all the third one. I think it's a good movie. Um, I just have a lot of issues with how stupid the future is in Back to the Future Part Two. Uh, so there was that. So that happened, and then this happened. Ryan Burchett posted a post on the group. By the way, Ryan Burchett again is a saint. Yes. One because he's Ryan, uh, and two because he was a former bouncer. Again, I'm going over this again. He's a wrestler. former bouncer, former wrestler. game crazy, yes. and he's a wrestler. Yes. He's a hero. He's a hero. So. Please continue. He posted a post on the group page, which I'll go over in a minute, uh, 
that got more that probably got more track. Well, no, I'm not probably. It got more traffic than anything we've had on there, and led to some great discussions. Uh, no arguing. Everybody just. Had, I think everybody just had a good time. Uh, I did. I thought it was some. It was really funny. Uh, but anyway, let me just read this post. Anyone have a movie that's universally loved that you personally don't care for? For me, it's E.T. I've always found it really boring for some reason. I'd throw in Lord of the Rings trilogy too. While it's visually stunning and I appreciate Jackson's approach to them, I just could not get behind the story. None of these are bad movies, just not for me. So, see how respectable Ryan is. Everybody on it. Everybody, so he's, else, he's everybody on our pages, though. We have, uh, you know, I, I don't think I've ever once seen anybody that... Uh, except for the people that were trashed in the Christmas story. Uh, yeah, most we'll of get them that, are fans of uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, Christmas Vacation. Wh- which is which a better movie me, than Christmas I just Story. Like, Christmas I just Story like, is a turd. Okay, that's garbage. First of all, Ch- uh, Chevy Chase is a piece of shit. And I, that's one thing. I hey, do not like Chevy just Chase real quick, movies. you've hit your limit on cur- cursing. All right? You've hit it. <laughs> I'm not been trying. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm not too lazy. To I'm too lazy to go in and bleep you out. But I do not you're, like your Chevy Chase movies. I don't like Chevy Chase. He's a terrible human being, uh, and his movies are garbage. Man, and all you those can't tell me that movies, National Lampoon's is, Vacation yeah. is not a funny movie. I don't have a problem with you not. It's, I don't have a, a problem part, with you sure. not liking. Uh, I don't like it. Chevy Chase. Okay. I understand. That's you know, I, t- that's fine. No problem with that, but uh, National Lampoon's Vacation is a good movie. Second one, not so much. Uh, Vacation's good. Uh, Vegas Vacation is terrible. So, but anyway, that's where we stand, Clay. So, we want to talk about some universally loved movies that we can't stand. Uh, And for me... I guess mine's probably Back to the Future too. <laughs> was was the big one <laughs> coming back? But for me, it's probably like Forrest. You Gump. don't like Forrest Gump? Um, it still drives me crazy that Jenny probably gave him AIDS, so, HIV. Uh, it just drives me crazy. No one ever wants to talk about it. Screw off, Forrest. Um, Titanic. I refuse to watch the movie. Even though James Cameron is a good director, uh, I watched. I never watched. I, I watched it once, and I'll never watch it again. It's just not that good. Um, Godfather yeah, Part Three. About just it. kidding, because no one likes Godfather Part Three. Uh, actually, Josh Powell probably likes Godfather Part Three because his taste in movies is garbage. Right, so when you so when Claire has the baby, is, is it going to be me and Josh are going to take over for a while? Because that's going to be fun. We'll see. I'm, I'm not going to comment on any rumor or speculation at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just see. I thought you so, mentioned it, so I was just thinking. I'm just sitting here just trashing Josh, but it would be so much fun to trash Josh while me and him are actually talking about so these things. So a lot of people were on here, and Shannon, Brandon's wife, Shannon, Put uh, some movies that I just can't get behind, not liking uh, the Princess Bride. Uh, yeah, wow. that hurt, Shannon. That just hurt. And then she said Labyrinth. I love Labyrinth. What? Yep. What? Yep. what? The, 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 well, first of all, David Bowie's in that movie, and David Bowie's now. A guy. Hold on. 
And yeah, that soundtrack is great. It's, it's cheesy, good. but it's great. Um, I saw my baby. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, we had some people talking about the Matrix. I can get behind it if you're talking Matrix two and three. Uh, we talked about that last week in our little trilogy discussion. But I, 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 I like the first Matrix. Good movie, but the thing is, they should never had sequels for it. Uh, now let's get down. <laughs> uh, Don Lordo had a gigantic list. <laughs> Don Lordo, I remember him. Nice uh, so I guess I'm in the minority on Forrest Gump because there was more than one person that uh, mentioned Forrest Gump. He also says Star Wars episodes one through four, six, eight, and nine. <laughs> oh, he's not a fan of the uh, the original but Star Wars. The prequels. Yeah, it's one through four. So four, see, oh. you're the only person that's now a fan of the prequels that I just still can't believe. Uh, but anyway. I better appreciate it. Anyway, uh, there's uh, It's a Wonderful Life, Life is Beautiful, Lost in Translation, Rudy, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Screw Rudy, uh, All Found Footage Films. I can pro. Okay. I like Cannibal Holocaust. That's a good found footage. And I like The Blair Witch Project. It's, it's still good. Uh, right? Yeah. I was about to say. Probably the only found footage films I'll say that are in my Cannibal opinion. Holocaust is its own beast. I mean, <laughs> you know, like you got to really yeah. hate yourself to sit through the thing, and I really hate myself. Uh, Goodwill Hunting, <laughs> uh, The English Patient, which is absolutely one of the most god awful movies ever made. Gosh. It's no Four Feathers, which Four Feathers. So. Oh man. English Patient was like ugh. The Irishman, which I tried to, I almost sat down and watched it, but then I looked at the runtime, and I was like, no. I don't know if I'll ever watch it, honestly, and I love Martin Scorsese. Watch it on Sunday. Sunday, that's a, what, Sundays are made three for and three and a half hour movies. movie. Oh, yeah. holy cow. Uh, Wall Street and the crappier sequel, uh, The Lion King, and all Tim Burton movies except Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> He's not a fan of uh, Beetlejuice. Uh, yeah, Beetlejuice. Uh, I actually, full disclosure, I like most Tim Burton movies. Some of them are not that good, but like, I've always been a being, like, I've always been a fan of Tim Burton stuff. I think it's just I think I I, I do feel him though when he's talking. About I can understand. It. I think it's Tim Burton's later stuff. It just garbage. I can understand why people don't like his movies. You know what I'm saying? I I, I get it. He's not for everybody. Uh, uh, the Sandlot is on here. Uh, Same here. Uh, I, I always the Sandlot just because I didn't really yeah. grow up on it as, I, as a kid. I grew up on other baseball I grew up movies. With it. Well, not really grew up. Build of dreams. Uh, ET's on here again. Uh, I'm always an ET fan. Uh, some of the older Disney movies like Snow White, Bambi, and Peter Pan. Uh, Wow, I, I I just have an appreciation yeah. for the art. I understand that, like, you know, some of these movies were from a different time, and so they've got some pretty questionable stuff in there, uh, especially Peter Pan. It it's pretty uh, it's got some pretty questionable stuff. But uh, a Christmas Story, which is a god awful movie. Uh, oh, you peasants <laughs> don't know good movies. And, uh, this is all from Isaac Krauss, by the way. And he says, even though it's a show and not a movie, I feel the need to mention Dragon Ball Z. 
Bad animation, just the worst pacing, dumb characters. It's got it all. It took. Well, they've got that one version. Well, that's what he's about to cut say. Out all it's, got, it, it's got. It took Team Four Star making DBZ a bridge for it to be enjoyable at all. Uh, I am a DBZ fan. I have sat through the entire uncut version, and it it's. Uh, I understand where he's coming from. So much There's like filler. you know. The Frieza saga. The, why, the does Frieza saga. Like, why does it take ten episodes for him to make a damn uh, spirit bomb? Uh, spirit like, bomb. As I said, the Frieza yeah. saga is the one that really puts that in perspective because, like, there's like five or six episodes at a time where there's absolutely nothing happening. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like so. Uh, but I still like Dragon Ball. <clears throat> but I see where he's coming from. Uh, what else we got down through here? I'm trying to see. Travis Flat just about blew my mind when he said all Ghostbusters. And he's with you <laughs> on the Chevy Chase thing, by the way. Uh, the yep. Ghostbusters one, uh, I have a hard time uh, getting behind that. Yeah, like uh, Jonathan Johnson, who uh, I just don't understand. Pulp Fiction, 2001 A Space Odyssey, and Friday. Yeah. What? Okay, first of all, uh, Pulp Fiction is yes. great. 2001 Space Odyssey is a masterpiece. It, it's, it's a, great a masterpiece, movie. but I can understand that movie's not for everybody. It's just not for everybody. Uh, as for Friday, uh, you know, take it or leave it. I still quote Friday to this day, so that's just me. <coughs> uh, um, let's see, Austin Powers. I, I totally get behind that. When Austin Powers it came out, funny, man, I watched like, that, yeah. I laughed, and I laughed, now, and I watched like, it now, it's like, uh, okay, can't, it's a product yeah. of its time. Um, just sliding down through here, anything else that comes to mind for you, Clay? Uh, this one kind of surprised me, uh, Jesse put on here, um, Black Panther, and Seinfeld, why do we even talk to this dude? Uh, Black Panther was a very enjoyable movie. Like, <laughs> but then again, I, I'm biased because I'm a huge fan of Black I like Panther. Black Panther. I, I thought but. the movie was good just as a movie. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the Seinfeld thing. Yeah, Seinfeld is an incredible show. I mean, it is the show of the 90s. If he cook such good food, I would cut him out of my life, but I can't do that because... Man. I was the best uh-huh. man at his wedding, and hearing this, I just want to make sure that he photoshops me out of any pictures. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, I got another vote for Black Panther. Uh, Shante said The Notebook. So I can get behind that. I man, can any get of those movies. That. All yeah. the, what's his name? <coughs> all those movies are yours. Yeah, I have no problem getting behind that one at all. So, but for me, I that's... Uh, that was what a lot of people went through talking about on there. How many comments were uh, on we there? We ended you up with 80. 90 comments, I believe it was. Yeah, Dang. it was a good. Well, I'm glad the community got had a good time with things. that one. Got their transgressions out. Po- like you seem to do when it comes to Back to Future. Well, you know, I also mentioned in there uh, the whole Karate Kid thing, which I talked about last week. Um, and Jonathan brought up a good point when I put it in the post he said is Karate Kid 3 universally loved 
I was like, no, you're probably right, but still, it's a terrible movie. Just like The Temple of Doom is universally, it's not a good See, movie. There you go. It's all right. The Crystal Skull is a much better movie. So, If I had... A movie that has Shia LaBeouf in it is no. still better than the garbage no. Temple no. of Doom. And what hurts is because they're not fighting Nazis. No. Now, and that's what mean, probably also hurts the Crystal Skull as well, that they're fighting the Soviets no. instead of the Nazis. <clears throat> the Crystal Skull is just a bad no. fucking movie. Uh, I go back no, and watch it. It's good. I have watched it. It's not good. When was the last time you watched it? Yesterday. Years ago, I watched four it years Because I knew you was going to bring this up. I knew you was going to bring it up. So. You're full of it. Uh, it's good. Any other ones you can think of? It just it just kills me though when people can't suspend their disbelief. They they pick and choose when they want to like suspend their disbelief, especially in Indiana Jones. I think what a lot of people didn't like was in the Crystal Skull when he's in that refrigerator when their that nuclear blast yeah. goes off. That was hilarious, and he pops out. He's I like, just oh, I'm like good. People are like, oh, that could happen. I was like, well, I guess you know somebody ripping somebody's still beating hard out. I guess I can totally believe that. Or the fact that there's some dude from the Crusades just hanging out in the middle of nowhere, I, just waiting for somebody uh, to sample the cup. I try. just don't like the Crystal Skull. I don't think it's a good movie. All around, I, it, it's not. It's I not the refrigerator it's part. Pulpish, very pulpy. It's movie. not the refrigerator part. It's not anything other than that. It's just not a good movie to me. You didn't like him swinging with the monkeys. Just no, say that it. was you know I did not like that at all, but. What do you not like the about movie? It? I'm telling you, I just do not like the movie. What do you not like about it, though? You don't like the movie. Well, what exactly? Uh, do you the not like start about it? to the end, the entire movie, I do not like. I don't like the movie. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. Until I don't you, need I, to. I don't need I don't to back it up because I just don't like the movie. There's not one part. See, there's Back to the Future Part Two. I can explain very calmly why I dislike the movie. And you can't even do that, though, when it comes to... It's just not a good movie. I don't like the writing. I don't like the story. I don't like anything about the movie. I don't like... I don't like good things. I hate children. I hate rainbows. I hate muffins. That's fine. That's fine as long as you include the crystal skull in there. I'll go with that. (laughs) And some of the emperor's like, yes, yes. Uh, I guess we could include. Um, speaking of the dark side, I guess we could include um, the Phantom Menace. I, I don't like it, and I, I, I do I do not like Attack of the Clones at all. I just you know, and I'll go back. Honestly, I'll go back and watch those movies. From you know when we do our well when they let us do marathons when they have them near us. You know when we've gone back and watched yeah. it and stuff. They're just not good. I know where you're coming at with your appreciation of those two now. Well, three, because I don't include three in that. Three's not a bad movie, per se, like the other ones. Uh, I think, like we said before, the opening, that opening space uh, scene, and then, you know, of course, the the lightsaber scene at the end, which when I watched the day, I hadn't forgotten, but I had forgotten just how good I knew that. You know, you always keep that lightsaber battle as one that's been really good, but you forget just how good it is until you go back and watch it and see how hard they worked to make that as good as it was. You know what I mean? 
Oh, yeah, that's when the last yeah. battles were on crack yeah. cocaine. It's just ridiculous. But, um, again, my argument always for the prequels uh, is that they did the that probably out of all the, the trilogies, they did the best world building. They really did. So, just there's a lot. I don't know. There's a lot of bad in there, especially, uh, well, two. Two, I just, it's just like that dialogue. There was a yeah. lot more CGI yeah. in that as well. So, but the thing is, the world building, just the characters, um, Coruscant, Mustafar, the clones, uh, that that battle though in Clone Wars is still pretty fun. Yeah. So when everything is going to hell, you know, with between the between the clone soldiers and the the separatists between the robots yeah. and stuff like that. So, um, but like I said, they they did a really good job. But he, you know, there was a blank canvas pretty much. We only knew a little bit about the Clone Wars, and that was what was mentioned, you know, in A New Hope. Um, but yeah, I mean, the dialogue choices, the writing, stuff like that, it's that's rough. a lot, it does a lot to be desired. So, but anyway, uh, we just wanted to talk a little bit about that because uh, we had a good time looking back at all those comments and. Just talking some uh, movies there. Uh, Clay, anything else you want to add to that before we move on into emails? No, no. I think, you know, I think I'm with you, though, just real quick before we move on. Uh, I think my biggest hate slash disappointment is Godfather 3. Just because, you know, you come off the Godfather and the Godfather 2 and then you get that crap. I give it a lot of I give it a lot of crap. It's it's okay, but when you it's like a family yeah. of movies when your first two brothers are very successful and good looking and then you're just the little bad looking guy that decided, you know, I'm going to have unprotected sex with that chick <laughs> and get her pregnant and I need to have those hours at the Taco Bell, and then I become a manager at the Taco Bell. I can always go back to school, and then you're 55 years old, wondering what the hell, and you never, and you always smell like bean burritos. <laughs> That's exactly what the Godfather is <coughs> Thank like. Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> I needed that. And that weird family tie thing between uh, between Michael's daughter and then their. And her cousin, uh, what are their names? I can't think. It's been a long time. Uh, Andy Garcia's character, who was the illegitimate son of Sonny uh, Corleone, and then um, Michael's daughter, uh, which is played by uh, what's his name? Coppola's daughter. Yeah, Francis Ford Coppola's daughter, Sophia. Yeah, that was weird. So it's been a long time since I've seen it. Uh, You kind of make me. You kind of make me want to watch it. On to the email. Go back and watch it. Just because it's so bad. But anyway, uh, let's move on to emails for the week. Uh, emails. First emails. one is from uh, Glenn. Uh, subject Glenn. matter, or the subject header is Arizona. Glenn, it's so good to hear from Glenn. The mall. <laughs> and uh, Glenn says, with the success of the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, which I still haven't seen, rumors are starting that more Kevin Smith. Movies are in the works, including Clerks 3 and Mallrats 2, which both have been con- well. Clerks 3 is confirmed, but uh, Mallrats 3 he is writing a script for right now. I don't know if it's actually been confirmed to be made. Uh, the Mallrats sequel could be interesting as it would be about the death of the mall over the past 20 years. What are you guys? What are you? What are you? Your guy? 
Oh my goodness, what are you guys' thoughts on more Kevin Smith and Jay and Silent Bob snoogans? Uh, <laughs> sure, bring it on. I, there was a time after, yeah, let's see, he did, I've always been a fan of Kevin Smith. He did Clerks 2, and then he did Red State, which Red State is a good movie. But then there was this time from there until this Jane Silent Bob reboot where I lost a lot of faith in him with Tusk and um, Yoga Hosiers. Yeah. Both of them are just not good movies. Yoga Hosers is terrible. Um, but I know he's doing, or he's at least writing a script for uh, Mallrats because he, on Twitter the other day, Bruce Campbell, uh, he said something about Bruce Campbell coming out of retirement. Or Bruce Campbell asked uh, if he could be in Mallrats and... Uh, Kevin Smith said basically yes I envision you being yourself or something like that I can't remember exactly how it was but anyway uh, I'm all for it um, I, I need to see Jay and Silent Bob reboot I haven't got to see it yet uh, I didn't know it was already out well, well. Uh, here with his last few movies it's basically been uh, the, which is more of a growing trend uh, a limited release at the theater like a weak engagement like with him especially like they did one in Nashville uh, they would do a screening of the movie, and then after the movie was over, him and Jason Mewes would uh, have a Q&A session with the crowd. So a short, limited run at the theaters, and then straight to video on demand. So should be able to see it before too long. But, yeah. Um, what do you think? Are you for it? I'm all about another mall. Yeah, I love the first mall. Kind of talk about yeah. the death of the of malls. Yeah. I like that idea, yeah, which I think is what he's wanting to do with it anyway. Um, it makes sense because uh, there. I mean, what are malls anymore? Seriously. <coughs> so uh, thanks, Glenn. That was a good one. Uh, hopefully, we'll see some uh, see both of these come to light. Uh, the second one is from uh, Josh Powell. Um, he sent this and they sent me another one that said uh, just disregard because he hadn't heard the entire episode last week but I'm going to go ahead and read it anyway because I only had one email so sorry Josh uh, that subject is I'm at Disney uh, which I don't know if he ever got to but the uh, rise of resistance uh, boarding pass nonsense is uh, crazy by the way it's so hard to ride that ride uh, he says, I'm at Disney this week, and I'd like to remind everyone that they are doing that they are doing pretty well as a company. Uh, what Marvel series headed to Disney Plus are you most excited for? I think I'd said WandaVision last week, but then I saw a thing for um, Moon Knight maybe being pushed up, so that's pretty exciting too. I don't know, Clay. What do you think? I'm looking forward to Loki or Moon Knight. Uh, I think I'm uh, uh, the Loki one, yes, too. But I think mine. I'm, I'm going to stick with Wandavision just because it looks so crazy. But uh, I'm feeling you on the Moon Knight one too, because that thing can be pretty crazy too when you think about it. We've talked about Moon Knight before <laughs> and all the multiple personalities and so on and so forth. Be interesting to see where they go with that one. So I agree. there's that, Josh. Got your answer. Uh, 
<clears throat> that's it for emails this week. Uh, Clay, Clay, you got a recommendation for us for the week? Uh, yeah, watch The Witcher. It's it's good. It's it's really good. Henry Cavill kills it as Geralt. So, Geralt of Rivia. But yeah, take a look at it and uh, let us know how you think about or how you feel I about can it. Sit down and watch some of it this week, and we can talk about it a little bit more. Probably you not. won't. Probably not. I really want to ch- keep up with that, uh, his dark materials. I really was digging what I saw so far, so we'll see. And the books are incredible. Um, mine uh, is uh, kind of a sad note, but at the same time, I think it's uh, uh, Neil Peart died this week from Rush. He was 67 <sighs> years old, uh, one of the best drummers ever. And uh, I just want to recommend that go get a Rush album. Uh, probably 2112 would be the one, or Moving Pictures would be the ones that most people say, uh, or the Greatest Hits one even. But anyway, just go get a Rush album and sit down and listen to the greatness that was Neil Peart and Rush. Because not sad enough, you know, we lost Neil Peart, but we also lost Rush in that whole thing too, you know what I'm saying? I, uh, it, yeah. it's, uh, it's pretty rough I got to see Rush a few years ago on the Clockwork Angels tour and I've uh, I've never seen a drum solo like that in my life is all I can say you know also rest in peace uh, Rocky yes, Maivia just passed the day yes. way. Rocky Johnson mm-hmm. yeah. also rest in peace your taste in movies so um, right, we will right, say a prayer right back to your family. Say a prayer to your family, and uh, and just hope that somehow that Ellicate grows up and actually likes real movies. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So uh, I will be uh, taking recommendations on new podcasts. Co-hosts starting uh, tomorrow, or I mean Friday when this drops. Uh, just leave your recommendations in the comments and uh, let me know. Or if you're interested in co-hosting with me, oh, God. hit me up too. Just leave a message in the comments and I'll see if I can find somebody uh, that's my friend. Ain't nobody going to, no, ain't nobody going to love you like I do, Jason. Come on now. This is like a bad... Uh, Reba McIntyre song written all over Reba it. McIntyre. <laughs> I was thinking Brooks and Dunn, but I can go with Reba McIntyre. That's fine, too. My Maria. <laughs> okay. We've gone too long. It's just <laughs> Anything else, Clark? Right, Anything yeah, else you want to talk about? No, nah, I mean, I'm good. Yeah. It's 1031. I like to cook a little bit, all but right. I don't know. Josh is all in right, Florida. We'll see. Probably watching crappy <laughs> movies, and then we're doing this. And Brandon's online playing Red Dead, so, well... We'll see. Uh, that, or what I like to call Cowboy Simulator. <laughs> 3000. We already had the Reba and Brooks and Dunn, so there you go. See, that's... Hey, let me just yes, throw this in here very quickly. <laughs> Tekken 6. It's one of the free games that I decided to play because I'm going to you, I got before. Tekken 7 by and, Well, Tekken 7 is getting ready to come to Game Pass. Really? So I was like, okay, Gosh, cool. after I bought it. I think... Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. But Tekken 6 has... The story, okay, first of all, Tekken is the king of fighters right. tournament, right? You know, that's the first couple of Tekkens are really good. And now it's just ridiculous. Now it's like the Tekken force is like some army yeah. by, you know, Hayashi and all this stuff. And 
Of course, Kazuya is pissed off at Hayashi because Hayashi tried to kill him, throw him off that cliff, and then you know Kazuya's got his son Jin. You know, it's a whole well, cluster, whatever, of just storylines. But Tekken Six, besides just the fighting in itself, has a campaign mode where you have like 3D fighting. It's kind of like uh, Dungeons, no, not Dungeons Dragons, excuse me, Double Dragon, where it's just button right. smasher. You can use. You could probably do the ten hit combo. You do multiplayer, and so really? yes, I have that downloaded. <laughs> it is garbage. Oh, it's easy achievements, but you're really you just beat up some people and then fight a boss, which is a character off. I literally played a stage where I was beating the crap out of kangaroos <laughs> and bears, and then I fought Maybe Roger. <laughs> or now they say that the I haven't got to sit down and play it yet, but uh, the Tekken Seven campaign is actually. Uh, the best one of the entire series, and it's. Let's talk about that next week for a little bit. Let's talk about these fighting games and their stories because they're so crazy. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat's out. Mortal there. Kombat is just like in its own. So, but let's let's table that till next week. Uh, anything else, Carl? All right. All right. Well, that's good. a wrap this week, folks. Uh, you can find us on all the podcast streaming sites out there, and please make sure and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, just search for Ramblings from Nowhere. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, at From Ramblings, and on Instagram, it's RFN underscore podcast. Uh, also, don't forget to send in those emails with any questions or comments to rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com. Uh, Clay, where can everybody find you on social media? On Twitter, SweetJJ1S. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as well. At Jason76Z. And with that, folks, we are out. And stop liking text messages. Stop it. Not Facebook. Text messages. Stop it.